0: Alright, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Provratsky here with Daryl the Hammer Isaacs of Isaacs and Isaacs Personal Injury Lawyers and Derek Burns of Town Athletes. We are here to talk about a very exciting development, but first, thanks for being here, gentlemen.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Thank you very much for having us.
0: Daryl, I have a feeling this happens to you somewhat frequently, but you uh, recently made history. I think you do that uh, uh, once in a while. This time for... Uh, uh, putting together the biggest NIL deal for women, women's team sports in Minnesota history. And we'll obviously get into the nitty gritty of Dinkytown athletes, which helped, uh, Derek helps run. But for you, you know, talk about sort of what made you want to pursue a deal like this and how did the deal come together?
1: Well, I mean, I, I want to promote, you know, student athletes. I, I like promoting women and minorities because I don't think they get enough recognition Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It just seemed like a win-win. Um, and in full disclosure, because my daughter is on the soccer team, mm-hmm. um, and at first it would probably prevented me from doing this because even in high school she never liked, you know, us to make a big deal or anything. But I don't know. I just I kept seeing. You know, you you see the athletes every now and then, like there's a gymnast in LSU. And then Mm -hmm. you just see some of the maybe one in a million. But I'm thinking, why don't we just promote a whole team? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, I I see I think men's get more recognition. And so it just it was kind of a labor of love for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and you're someone who has done. You know for those who have not doing the show was fun. I mentioned it Daryl before we started because I got to do so much research on on Daryl and uh you've been such like essentially a public figure because you're so visible in your community. You're so well known, longtime business leader, um, and so successful in your in your field that I've even heard you on other shows talking about all the marketing expertise you've built over the years, all the and you have a lot of self-deprecating jokes about it. But really, you've done a ton of marketing. You you do a lot of social media. You are, frankly, crazy huge. on <laughs> like TikTok on Instagram. You are so big. And so you also seem like someone who generally appreciates sort of the value of marketing and name image yeah. likeness just in general, right?
1: Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, I always tell my kids, I'll tell anybody, listen, everybody in any profession has to market themselves every right. day. I mean... You want to get in, you know, college. You want to get a job. You you want to get a spouse. You want to get a partner. What, whatever. You're gonna. You got to market yourself. So, and I was always, and I, That's my running joke. I just got back. Um, I, I go out and lecture a lot and do stuff, and everybody makes a big deal. And I'm like, look, I'm average intelligence. I just found a way to find my niche, and I did it through my personality and you know hard work. But I think everybody out there in any capacity should do some branding and marketing of themselves. Right. Uh, and um, so, but yeah, I, <laughs> you study my background. I mean, I, I plunked the bar twice and I was on the lower end of the academic scale. <laughs> so. I,
0: hey, I, I love it for folks who follow equal time. They know uh, we are usually sort of uh, pretty unvarnished, pretty straightforward. So I love, even when you told that story on a different show, I love sort of, how authentic you are, because I think that's also the most, you know, covering women's sports, even covering all this stuff. The best way for us to do it, my brother and I on the side is, you know, we do it the way we would do it. Like we, right. we want to have fun with it. We think these athletes deserve coverage, but also if we did it just the way we think it's supposed to be done, it'd be too much of a grind to be worth it. Frankly, we right. have to do it the way that's actually enjoyable. Um, and well, you know, Derek,
1: I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt.
0: You. Oh no. Jump in, jump in.
1: I, I, I'm i big on higher education because my father grew up basically without a father and he helped support and get, I don't know what the number. My brother said it was over a hundred, but of kids in college or college degrees. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think, you know, I don't know. I've, I've gotten to know a lot of these girls, um, over the last couple of years. And I just think the rigor schedule they have because they take a full load And then they're practicing soccer or training Mm -hmm. six, seven days a week. And it's like, they don't have time for themselves and their academics and, and, you know, their GPAs are incredible. And I'm just thinking, wow, you know, so they they inspire me. Mm -hmm. So I love being involved with people that, you know, inspire others. And, uh, so yeah, kind of why I do what I do.
0: (laughs) I, I, I cannot, I cannot agree with you uh, more strongly. Uh, I I've been covering Gopher soccer team since 2016 2017, and the dozens and dozens of people who go through that program, the players who go through that program. There's been multiple head coaches. There's been multiple rosters. Yeah. Like you, you still just meet these incredibly high caliber people. They're unbelievable on the field. They they hold themselves to such a high standard. I regularly meet these players, even like a young player. And I'm like, I think I'm intimidated by you. Like, this is crazy. Like, they're so, there's, like you said, they're so much rigor in what they go through. And so they do deserve attention. Couldn't agree more. Um, And I think, you know, Derek, um, Daryl spoke to this too. You know, a lot of the NIL attention gets placed on. Maybe some of the, the craziest high high dollar deals. A lot of it gets placed on maybe men's basketball and football. Obviously, in the Twin Cities recently, you know, PJ had the recent quote out there saying, like, listen, if we want to recruit the best players, we need more support into our NIL collective. Um, yeah. And so it's you know it's lit- almost literally front page news. Um, but there's not always you know a ton of um, attention other than from random independent outlets like ours on on like the women's soccer team or other sports like that. What does it mean to get a deal like this? you know, for a women's team uh, at the U.
2: Well, I mean, first and foremost, to put it bluntly, this is a huge deal. It's a huge opportunity for uh, the women's soccer team. They, I would echo your comments about, um, and sentiments Mm -hmm. about working with them has just been, they're all first class. And I know that's probably cliche. And a lot of universities are going to toe that line that, oh, every, we, we recruit, you know, not just great (laughs) athletes, but great individuals. But I really, I mean, in, in my time with this collective, we've now probably getting close to a hundred uh, Minnesota student athletes. And it really is true. These are exceptional student athletes. It's just been a pleasure to work with them. But so this opportunity is huge. And I think that, you know, in talking with Daryl about this, I mean, he had a, a, a reason and a passion to want to support this, but I think after he got involved he saw the huge business potential and branding potential, particularly of female athletes. I can share with you uh, from Town Athletes' perspective, we do, you know, we have fan club memberships and we work with boosters, but we work with businesses uh, on business deals and placing uh, like this student athletes as a part of an ad campaign. And over half of our business deals are for females. So Mm -hmm. the female student athletes, and you mentioned it, it's not just the University of Minnesota, but, around the country are doing very well with NIL They generally have mm-hmm. better social influence. Um, uh, mm-hmm. they have a more loyal following, which is, which can be monetized, frankly. So right. when they, when they message things to their audience, their mm-hmm. audience is more likely to, to follow and to, to listen to them. So, um, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity for female athletes and this deal in particular is, is huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it goes to what, what
2: Daryl mentioned earlier, the idea of, uh, every people think of
0: branding as like some capital b branding as like some business you know enterprise and the truth is people have to do it for their own careers they they do it when they're trying to find friends or partners or whatever it's sort of people think of it as this weird slimy like business word but the truth is because those players actually had sort of built more of a brand then you do see the audience more engaged because you know, the people who follow them, follow them for a reason. It's not just like random high school buddies. It's people followed them because, oh, they were already showing their hard work in the off season or, oh, they saw the highlights that, you know, equal time posted or they saw some random thing of, oh, wow, this seems like someone either I aspire to be or I respect or I'm a fan of. So yeah, that's such a good example. Um, And Derek, it feels, you know, early on uh, I had sort of a unique experience. I used to have to interact with the U quite a bit in the earlier days of NIL, actually more on the compliance side, where I was working with the compliance officers and trying to make sure lines weren't being crossed. And for those who never had to live in that world, I think they might not appreciate that the U of M in general, the U of M specifically, and maybe even the Big Ten, but the U in particular early on was very, very careful Mm -hmm. in how they dip their toe versus you saw other schools just straight up announce million dollar deals, go full bore, like Go cross every line. The U was very careful about how they did some of these things. Yeah. And it seems like more recently, there's been sort of more aggressive or more proactive um, work officially naming Dinky 10 athletes as the partner. You know, uh, the head coach of the football team saying we need more NIL money, all those things. Yeah. For you in general, you know, what has that shift felt like as someone sort of trying to get there to be more activity and more deals getting through?
2: Well, a couple things. Uh, it has been a lot of work, uh, mm-hmm. but we have we've had enjoyed a very good partnership uh, with the working with the university. Um, I think what people don't realize, we uh, I guess this will come off as bragging, but we we spent six months before we launched last year working mm-hmm. with and planning this and working. Mm-hmm. And we knew from from the very start. That we wanted to work with the university not against the university we wanted to make sure that we were building bridges that we could work with gopher sports properties which has a lot of brand partners that we could uh, work with and and that's a win-win for those brands and the athletes etc so we knew that in order for this to be successful we had to be on the same page in terms of uh, what we were and weren't going to do and so it took a lot of time and really the whole industry was evolving too let's be honest right. it was there was a lot of time where um, crazy stuff was happening, like you mentioned, just crazy different deals, and and I right. think we're still very early in this industry, mm-hmm. but what we're seeing is... Um, more commonalities we're seeing we're looking around and seeing what's working at other schools and what's making Mm -hmm. an impact and what people are comfortable with so I think that's probably where you're seeing uh, it's become more vocal more front page because one it's a huge Mm -hmm. opportunity and two we and the university I think are becoming more comfortable with um, our relationship and we've seen the athletes benefit.
0: Yeah. And even, I mean, I think even the recent deal with uh gray duck spirits where you, you come out with the American light lager, that's sort of perfect for tailgating and perfect for events. That was sort of a hit. Almost everyone in my feed was posting about drinking the, the new like gopher NIL drink at the gopher football game, which is such a slam dunk, even for stuff like that. I mean, what's the, uh, you know, what's, what goes into trying to get a deal like that together? How do those conversations start? Is it you sort of trying to proactively work those relationships? Or do you have folks like Grey Duck proactively reaching out to you, figuring out how they can be part of that landscape?
2: Yeah, so that, I mean, just that specifically, first of all, I, I'm not too um, proud to say that we're looking at what other collectives have done and we saw some early success at other collectives with that. So we decided, hey, let's, let's pursue a beverage partnership. I was totally wrong about that, by the way. When I saw that first come out, I thought, this is never going to make much money. You know, there's not, not enough money in it. And really it has been uh, for other collectives. It's been a, a big uh, financial play for them. So frankly right. um, we, we tried to copy a best practice there and really we took it on, uh, took it on ourselves to find a partner um, I won't mm-hmm. take you through step by step but it was yeah. actually a gray duck that reached out to us after we had talked to some other partners and we were actually mm-hmm. looking at multiple partners and we found found right. one that could that kind of checked all the boxes so mm-hmm. um, it was really up uh, between us and a gray duck now um, I will say we've had really good, um, working relationship with like Aramark and the gopher sports Mm -hmm. partners, because that's what allowed us to get it in the stadium and to get it in the, the, the venue. (laughs) So without a good relationship there with, with gopher sports, um, partners, that just wouldn't happen. So, um, it's, it's, it does, there's a lot of stuff in the background and we're not done. I mean, it just, we just, we actually had the, I'll, I'll just give one more point it was really supposed to launch this week, the first week in October. But when I, um, in talking with the people that were involved, they said, wait a minute, homecoming is the weekend before, like, is there just any way we can get it in the stadium and in a couple of the stores near campus right. so again being a great partner uh, gray duck with their distributor really worked with us and worked really hard to get some product in um last week so um, a lot of work went into it bottom line but that one i mean a lot i'll be i'll be transparent a lot of our collaborations are not really a financial play it's a it's a branding right. play we're trying to collaborate with brands whether it's um, you know, different things to, to get the message Mm -hmm. out that we can co-brand and there just isn't a lot of money back to the collective and that's okay. Um, this one has the opportunity to put a lot of money back to the collective, I'll be blunt. So this one is, has the opportunity and there's, there's one more piece that we're, we're poised to announce maybe later this week or next week. That's kind of the final piece that, um, it does have, have the opportunity to bring some, some big time support, um, financially as well as the exposure and everything.
0: I mean, Derek, if you want to just break it on the show, you can anytime. So just I wish I could. I do, I do think uh, people who have never had to work those kind of deals before, like even just the beverage licensing piece of like you create, imagine creating a whole like Gopher NIL drink, but you don't have the back end to actually have the permission to get it into a venue that has exclusive licensing. Like the idea. Like It could very well happen where someone spends a lot of time, but all of a sudden you can't get into a gopher venue. That's very possible. Um, Take a second to thank uh, our sponsors. So Pence Homes first. I'm sitting in a Pence home. Nate Pence and his team. I helped my wife and I found our house uh, during shutdown. Love living here. If if folks are looking to move, looking to remodel, um, trying to find some financing for any of those projects, go to pencehomes.com or at Pence Homes. They are just fantastic partners. They support not only Minnesota soccer, but coverage like ours, which is huge. It allows me to do crazy crap like fly to the Dominican Republic and cover Minnesotans who make the youth national team, drive across the Upper Midwest, all because of that. The other sponsor to bring up, uh, Modest Brewing, will sh- shout out. Uh, listen, if folks want to try out Modest, this is the best time. They are right by target field. So before you go to the Twins playoff games <laughs> the next three days, stop at Modest instead, grab a lunchtime beer, then head over for a 3.30 <laughs> – t up first pitch uh, for the minnesota twins but modest is just absolutely fantastic uh great products great merch uh so check them out and uh now we're going to pivot into someone who knows just a little bit about advertising and product and marketing daryl we have to jump in and talk about some super bowl ads for those who don't know daryl the hammer isaacs is is one of the biggest names in the entire region down in Kentucky and that whole area. And I got to go through the deep dive of your full commercial catalog, Daryl. It is amazing. Some, they it's great. You start in the beginning, start with some basics, maybe some slow motion. Now there is full on like zombie apocalypse movies, star like movies in space, like full CGI, full costume. So first of all, how did you first get started doing these kind of commercials and what made you just continue to invest and go sort of bigger, better and crazy swings like that?
1: Well, first, my condolences you had to go watch them all. Um so I was with this one advertiser years ago and he wanted to do a Super Bowl spot. Now, I got to be honest, so we're doing what's called regional. A national one would be like Budweiser and Miller Lite and all those. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way it works, like you buy TV time, say in Kentucky, we, mm-hmm. we would buy a 60-second spot. And they don't show the local advertisers like ourselves mm-hmm. until halftime or later. Right. And um, We started, we did a few, and they, they, they were okay. They didn't really have a pop. And then I, when I switched at um, agencies, and my commercials kind of took a different twist. Um, I guess one of the things everybody keeps telling me is my personality's different. Personality's different, so it's not personality. I'm just vulnerable. I'm just one of those that admits <laughs> I'm not the best in anything. Where everybody's always saying they're the best, and I can relate people more. Um, mm-hmm. So she started telling my personality. And that's when it kind of went off, you know, took off. But, you know, being a lawyer, you know, we're not in the Super Bowl business. But from a branding perspective, we saw a few attorneys do ads and they were terrible. And then um, one day, I guess for me, the, the, the icing on the cake was I saw a great national ad where I'll never forget a guy smacks the butt of a horse and it kicks someone behind him. And I was so enthralled with the commercial. I never knew what the product was. I didn't know what company. And I thought they just spent a couple million dollars and they lost this. So I was talking to our advertiser. And so she says, okay, we're going to start doing. And so what we would do is we do a national quality mm-hmm. and we were doing it on a shoestring budget. Um, but I think the first time it mine go viral on the internet.
2: The mm-hmm. first time it went
1: viral. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget. Oh, the commercial was going to be released live on Super Bowl halftime on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, that Friday we had it and I thought, I'll let the employees see it. But I didn't want anybody to know about it. So I sent an email. Here's the commercial. Don't show it to anybody, but it's going to go live Sunday. Well, I wake up the next day and it's got a main and a half views. And I thought, how in the hell? Excuse me. I shouldn't have said hell. But. Oh, you're good. Oh, you're good. So (laughs) it hit me telling people not to do it had the opposite effect. Um, but then, you know, everybody started loving our commercials and I'm thinking, "Uh Oh, but here's the problem. So we went to 5 million and I thought, what if I do one and we don't get it? It's a, it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. So we had to keep coming up with something better. Um, so we went from 5 million to 10 million to 14 million. And so I'll be honest, we're doing one this year, but I'm nervous. What if we don't get 14 million views, but we do have a cool concept. So, um, a lot of it, you just have to really do what's hot and popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Game of Thrones did really well because of the mm-hmm. time. And um, I've never seen the show. But I, but now, since the commercial, I've, I've done it, I've seen it like four times. I I binge watch it, but um, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, does it get us cases? Probably not. But what it does is it, it holds us out, and we started getting – I mean, this past last year, we know after COVID, we didn't do it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And last year, CBS did a national story and they called and they were mad I wasn't doing one. So hey. um, they showed some of my others. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess people, everybody loves watching Super Bowl commercials. And it's kind of got to be like fantasy football. I mean, everybody watches the Super Bowl, but they they all love to critique the ads. and so, Right. Um, and we got, we got some twists this year that I think, um, if they like the galaxy one, I think they're going to love this.
0: I well now. I, wow. Now I feel like none of this is my idea. I don't, they come up with all the creatives. I feel like I need to go to a Super Bowl party in like Louisville. Now <laughs> I need to like get down there and watch the, the regional broadcast. This is great. Well, and, <laughs> and, and, and Daryl, I guess I sort of have to ask. Is uh is this the type of thing you're going to throw some of these Gopher soccer players into, or will those be a little bit more targeted than the the Kentucky Super
1: Bowl ad? I'm going to let Derek answer that one.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I want to be put on the spot. We could we've 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 had some ideas that's for sure, and I think there is some marketability and exposure. So we'll see. We'll see. This is.
0: It's going to be good. Well, you need to let me see the behind the scenes where the players are auditioning and see who the best people are for sure. There you go. We, for those, for those who don't know, we, we sort of briefly uh, referred to this. Daryl's daughter, Isaac is a, is a fantastic multi-talented player on the gopher soccer team. She sang the Star Spangled Banner at one of these recent games. So like, there's some chops. I know your other, one of your, one of your kids is like literally a musician. So there's, yeah, there's, there's some chops on the gopher soccer team. Don't worry, <laughs> you Don't worry. And Daryl, I mentioned sort of earlier, you're so visible just because you've, you know, you've been such a leader in, in your field for so long, but you're just, you're visible in the community. You're so active, you know, a place named a salad after you uh, because you went viral on your social channels of like sharing what you were eating and you were doing sort of your own journey with like health and weight loss, all that stuff proceeds went to charity you know for a place that helps folks with special needs get jobs yeah. the roast of daryl isaacs was for charity frankly there has to be tape of that somewhere i need to see this gosh i'm you, never
1: doing that one again though you've, do,
0: you. <laughs> you've done you've done stuff uh, to support animal shelters school supply yeah. drives belt bike helmet giveaway and i know you have a personal connection with the, yeah. with the bike safety stuff uh, where a driver hit you while you were on your bike i'm a for equal time people know i'm a hardcore Bike walk person, so that, that story hit me hard. Um, yeah. But what what motivates you to get involved in these kind of things, where you know you really are giving back, you're helping raise awareness? What sort of motivates you to do that on top of just the, the straight business side of it?
1: Well, that's just been my model. So many people have helped me in my lifetime, and um, you know, I grew up at you know great parents, but my father, he never he wasn't a helicopter parent. He waited till I failed, and he would pick the pieces up. And he would just keep encouraging me. And, you know, you fail enough times, you either get up or you quit. And I never wanted to quit, so it makes you better. But I had so many people help me that I wanted to pay it forward. And, um, you know, really where I started getting this idea was more during when I flunked the bar twice. I was listening to Zig Ziglar, and he kept saying something. You can get anything in this world you help enough people get what they want. So it's almost like as soon as I made the focus, others – it came back to me in abundance. And, you know, even now, I mean, you wake up every day, you're grateful, but you find ways to pay it forward. Um, One of the things I did, you know, when I had my accident, I, I kept saying, if I ever walk, I'm going to help everybody. And um, we've helped, you know, I'm proud to say we've helped over a thousand lawyers do what I do. Um, But it's not just about me, it's about them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I love watching them grow and develop and, but I don't know, every day I wake up, I was telling my wife last night, um, I had something really nice happen. Sometimes you do something for others and you feel good. But, um, you know, we've gone, you know, heck with Amanda. She's gone to Europe a couple of times in high school on those mm-hmm. soccer teams. And, you know, we're lost and didn't know where we're going, didn't speak the language. But I was coming back um, from Las Vegas and I was stopped in Atlanta and I'd flown a red eye and there was um, – I don't know, I guess I had one of those faces people came up and there was a gentleman that was a foreigner that spoke no English and he had a phone and he had a message. And you could tell he had concern, but he had to find his gate and terminal and he didn't speak English and he had that on his phone. And I just thought, God, that made me so proud. So, you know, i, I was tell him, I touched my heart and I grabbed his arm and I said, follow me. And so, you know, got him on the train. I showed him where we are because I kept pointing he had the letter "d" in his gate, and then I got him up there and you know he gave me a you know a hug and a smile I, I felt good because i I was that person in Europe years ago where I got lost and they didn't speak English, and I was freaking out so um just when you do for others, it comes back a million times mm-hmm. yeah, that's
0: great i I that story hit super hard for me because, like I said, I recently was in uh, Santo Domingo covering a soccer tournament, and of course, went there without prepping and learning, you know, any <laughs> Spanish at all. So just yeah. really savvy stuff that I do, of course. But I, it's so true. You just, I like literally five people over the course of that six day trip were the reason I could get where I needed to go, and they just helped me, and that's a huge reason why I was able to experience what I did for sure. Well, uh, and and Derek, I think. You know, we we talked about uh, you leading Town, and you mentioned sort of how how new it is um, for a little bit on your background. You know, you're you were a gopher football player back in the day. I think I found a really great like picture of you in the pads. Oh, Those jerseys were great. Those, oh, I like, want to see this. Oh, this boy. is no. I, I don't have it ready. Unfortunately, Daryl, I'll send it to you after, but the, (laughs) uh, but Derek, Derek, talk about how you um, got into, you know, this field and obviously I'm sure a certain amount of school pride goes into it, but even doing this exact type of a thing, you know, how did you uh, get into, you know, launching, um, co-founding this, this collective?
2: Well, this is a, this is a passion project for my business partner and I, Rob Gag. I, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm an alumni. Rob Mm -hmm. happens to be a Johnny, but he's part of a family of multi-generation Gopher fans, grew up in Minnesota. So Mm -hmm. this is our passion. Gopher sports is our passion, even before we got Mm -hmm. involved with this. But Rob and I were co-owners in a business uh, for 20 years and we uh, sold the business almost two years ago. And mm-hmm. the timing was such that, you know, we had exited that and this thing was coming and one thing led to another. We kind of got talked into it, if I'm being honest, by some, some well-meaning fans that knew that the university was going to need a collective because that's the way mm-hmm. things were going. And uh, the timing was right. So we, we took this on as a passion project to Um, to get this going. And it's been very rewarding, a lot of work, but very rewarding Mm -hmm. because you're working towards your passion. And so Mm -hmm. it's um, that's what got me involved. And I, I would just say this. um, I had some really, really good success and really good memories that I'm proud of as an athlete at the university of Minnesota. And in my era, I got the support that was needed for us to be successful in my era Things like coaches getting you part time jobs, you know, a lot of the guys on the team, we got jobs because the coaches knew somebody that worked at a factory or crazy, crazy jobs, but you know, it was jobs and then helped out with money. And, you know, we we had fundraising for a new weight room, etc. That was my era. This is this is the new era. And mm-hmm. I know people, a lot of people might think that NIL is just paying athletes. That's not what it is. And I don't know how long mm-hmm. it's going to take, but eventually people are going to figure that out, but this is athletes earning the money. And so right. it's a way for, for go fans, businesses, boosters to directly impact the team and support them. And I think, well, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess I'm turning this into a plea, but I, what I want people to hear is that, um, we're, we're very proud of what we've done so far, and this is just a great opportunity for people to support and give this generation's athletes the support they need.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love you. Mentioned the, the the random Johnny who happens to be supporting the Gophers. We're we're always in favor of the rogue. Like Minnesotans will take anybody. I know, yep. like for example, the entire <laughs> the entire Isaac's family are a bunch of like all-star Louisville standouts. So we're happy to have an Isaac's up here. We we need we need a little bit of that flavor. Yep. So we'll always take uh you know the Childers are all Michigan Staters and Kate Childers is now on the Gopher Soccer team. We'll listen we yeah. we want to break those trends. We're game for all of it. And I know, you know, you mentioned Derek uh, a bit there about, um, obviously, you know, we at equal time, we completely agree, you know, this players already were earning revenue for other entities based on their name, image, like this, it makes sense that they have a chance to earn it for themselves. Um, you know, the, the foundation of the case that brought this about is literally about college athletes who were you know, making video games successful, making Jersey sales successful, but they don't get a piece of it. It's pretty, it's pretty base level logic that they get a piece of it. So I think that makes sense. And so a little bit in the weeds about that, just because I'm the type of uh, nerd who could frankly ask you 25 follow-up questions. We won't go that deep, but so when you, so a deal like, a deal like Daryl's um, I think is, is maybe fairly simple to explain, you know, doing a, a, a deal with the team, So I'm sure there's a sort of global number, maybe a global number invested in that kind of a deal for the team. And then how individually that plays out is just how it plays out. When someone gives, uh, for example, like a general gift. So I remember seeing um, like the, the website launching earlier this year, the chance to just sort of get a membership like you mentioned how does the collective then utilize sort of those that that larger pot that's more generalized or like like we joked earlier about the the lager revenue the um the beer revenue Mm -hmm. how then are those sort of um uh distributed or used for the collective as a whole
2: yep so there's not it's there's not a short answer but i'll do my Mm -hmm. best um The passive income streams, which has been our focus for the last couple months, like the Beverage Partnership, like our Parler Burger Partnership at Huntington Bank Stadium, that money's pooled in a general fund, and it will haven't decided this for sure, but it will more than likely be spent based on what our membership wants. So looking at the makeup of our members and which, when you become a member, I'll back up when you become a member or make Mm -hmm. a contribution, you can elect which sports you want to support. You want your membership to support. So uh, we're beholden to our members. So, so we're going to, to help them based on, Um, what our membership makeup is. The other part of it is um, we will take, we will and do take money out of our general fund to make sure that we're, we're expanding to other programs. We do not want our collective to be the football only collective. We don't want our collective to be the men's basketball only collective. And we do have a commitment to equity that aligns with the university to make sure that it's as easy for somebody to support the women's soccer team as it is the football team. So mm-hmm. we do use, um, f- you know, funds from our general fund to support players and mm-hmm. in, in all different sports, because our goal is mm-hmm. to support them all, all 500 yeah. or, or what have you, um, athletes. And yeah. as we grow and people support, that's, that's mm-hmm. what we'll do. Right. And I do,
0: I think too, for context for folks, cause I think even pretty hardcore sports fans I meet regularly, and they don't appreciate how different the scholarship structures are for different sports. So for instance, if you meet a general person on the street, they for sure think that every D one athlete just gets a full scholarship. So I I've talked to reporters. I've talked to people who are really hardcore into sports and they think, well, don't they all get full rides? And I have to yeah. like the deep dive yeah. when you cover women's soccer, for instance, if, if you've had to talk to me at a bar about scholarship splits, it's 14 equivalents of scholarships. So that means across 20, 25, 30 players, you have the equivalent of 14 full-time scholarships because it's not a headcount sport. So in a sport like soccer, and now actually in the transfer reporter era, it's even a little bit weirder. Coaches want to keep a little more extra in case someone opens up. So Uh you're never actually really spending even the 14. And so it means across the team, you you have players who are straight-up walk-ons. You have players who maybe do get a full... You have players who maybe they get half for a couple of years, then they get a full, you know, you have players who get 90%. And other sports are headcount sports. So like football, men's basketball, that just, that is a full full scholarship. But soccer isn't even the extreme, you know, track and field is maybe the extreme where it's all 5% scholarships, 10%. And so just to help folks appreciate what Derek's talking about, the idea of where this revenue goes. I mean, these are people putting in world-class effort crazy amounts of like time and commitment and some of them might literally be getting nothing you know from the institution or through the NCAA I should say Mm -hmm. and just because of those rules and so I think the the idea of wanting to support other teams I want to give some color on that because frankly it's it can be a little bit of a a a grind for some of these athletes in a way that I don't think people appreciate
2: well and I yeah and and that's where um a deal like this with with Daryl is so um is another level of of great because it's mm-hmm. supporting everybody on that it's the first deal <laughs> that we've had that's going to support all of the athletes on the soccer team. We haven't had any other yeah. deal like this. So that's that's for the for the reasons that you mentioned and a lot of other reasons mm-hmm. that's great. And I'm glad he brought it up because you know like we're we're talking with some um some some big fans and and boosters of the men's hockey team that are well aware but people might not know not everybody on the men's hockey team is under a full scholarship and that surprises people. So how great would it be if we can get to a place uh, as a collective where, um, you know, I'll, I'll just touch on this point. We don't, we don't, we're not involved in recruiting. It's one of the NCAA rules. So we don't offer inducements and things like that, but here's the way that you can use that. And in an above board way, if you can build up your support to be able to Mm -hmm. say everybody on the soccer team is mm-hmm. getting X or everybody on the soccer team has this equivalent of support in NIL so that, yes, if there are certain athletes that are getting a little less in a scholarship, maybe it's made up for with support through NIL. That's how it can be used in recruiting yeah. is to be able right. to, to say, look, this is the supporting support we're giving our current student athletes. And that yeah. that becomes a huge I think can be a huge factor.
0: Right when I when I win the Mega Millions, when I win the Powerball, <laughs> I will come in and I'm gonna I'm going to match match the Hammers gift, but I'm gonna do it every year. I'm gonna say it's in loud oh, We're gonna awesome. do you know. So then we that's that's like the example. You know, we'll see. Yeah. I we also need to build a beer garden at ELR, Daryl, for you and I to be able to drink <laughs> beers up there. So we there's a lot of money we can spend on this.
2: Hey, well, hey man. Can I bring up one thing you mentioned, you no. t- you mentioned a while back, if we want to break something on the podcast, I've got something we no. can talk about. Um, you no. mentioned merchandise. We're yeah. going to put this out later this week, but I can mention it here first. Um, we have as a part of this agreement with Daryl. Now we have officially licensed uh, with athlete NIL apparel for the women's soccer team now up on our site. So if you go to dinkytownathletes.com, click on shop, and then go to apparel, there's a link tree and we break out all of the licensed apparel. We now have on the top. There's a link to go for soccer, and you'll mm-hmm. see we break them up: offense, defense, and midfield. Uh, this is a great apparel vendor partner, and the the proceeds mm-hmm. from all of that merchandise goes back to the athletes. So for those of oh, you, oh awesome. yeah. hell yes, okay. This so is,
0: you guys, I'm pulling this up. This is holy shit. This looks awesome. I'm okay. We're doing we're doing this.
2: So go for soccer fans. Um, hit up and, and, up and Matt will Matt will um, maybe Matt good. will share out the links, but hit that up <laughs> check it out and yeah and and oh get, this get this,
0: is yeah. this is magnificent
2: this is magnificent yep yeah. so <laughs> get your Holy we, we, we work with the university of minnesota licensed vendor which is very unique because there aren't many many of them and that allows us to put the block M the go for colors the all of the trademarks and logos and again this is made possible uh, by Daryl and his team um, making commitments, so check them out. Short sleeve, long sleeve, hoodies, crews, all that. Midfield, defense, and yeah, look at the the designs are awesome. So,
0: oh my god! Well, and here we go. We got an Isaac's right there. There's Manda. this.
2: That's
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: oh my god! This is. Thank God we got in the weeds because this is amazing. I, we are going to be. I'm. Well, we know what my wardrobe is going to look like from now <laughs> here on out. So, and I love. I, I love, as you mentioned, Derek, you know, all the legwork you all did at Town Athletes to make sure the licensing was in place. Yep. Daryl, y- your gift making this possible is just so unbelievably rad. I, I cannot believe how cool this is. And by the way, I have always, as a random thing, I've always said I would love more merch. I would love more Gopher soccer merch. They know I will buy anything they produce. We have the new scarf down here. So this is, this is so, so, so cool. All right. Man, I love
1: your energy, man. You're on, I'll tell (laughs) you.
0: Well, we're making history here, guys. We're making history. Daryl the Hammer Isaacs making history, investing in the single biggest women's sports team, NIL deal in Minnesota history. Derek Burns with Dinkytown Athletes, uh, helping make it happen for Gopher Soccer and so many Gopher athletes. Thanks so much for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Go Gophers.